appears that uh, the host and the owner of the podcast decided not to, not to <laughs> join us today. Does he know he's not here? I, I don't know. He's not answering calls. It uh, makes me wonder what's going on. He said, let's get in for 1130. Let's be prepared. Yeah. He was yeah. the one pushing to start our lake. Yeah. And then he pulls a no-show, yeah. which is, at least it's unlike him. It is. So he must be in trouble. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, you'd think, though, like if he got in trouble last night, that he would have sent us a message yeah, saying, I hey, so. uh, I, think you know, so. I don't know if I'm going to make it tomorrow or whatever. So if anyone sees a, uh, a chubby balding guy getting, a, you know, tased on the side of the road, give us a heads up, would you? Yeah. See, like, uh, like yeah, that same dude in cuffs somewhere, like sitting on the side of the road, waiting to get taken to the police station. Uh, tell him we've started without him. Will uh, insert his voice. <laughs> and, the, and his drops. Oh, too bad he didn't leave his iPod here. His uh, iPad here. We just put in the drops. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll insert them in post. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So we have a special episode today. Uh, We have Milton Busker in, a local musician here. Um, Eric's actually uh, personal, you guys personal friends? Uh, I was thinking about it on the way over. I'm trying to figure out how many years, because it's probably 32, 33 years, I would say. Wow, that's a long time. Next year is my 30-year high school reunion, and we went to high school together. He graduated a year behind me, so probably about 32 years. That's crazy. So... And we may have uh, traveled the East Coast in a van together uh, for a year or two in uh, in a previous life, in a previous band. Too. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Were no, you in a band? Have I you, was not. No. I was, uh, I turned the knobs. I do what you do. Yeah, I'm a knob turner. So, uh, <laughs> I, I was the guy that ran the suck button and ran sound and kind of stage managed and uh, was the unofficial sixth member of the band. But that's, yeah, that was a previous life. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, yeah, so I'm bringing something to the show besides just my stunning good looks. Yeah, and this is going to be a different episode because I'm going to let you, uh, like, man the reins on this one uh, as far as questions go uh, to get things going. Well, I also think it's good to have uh, an unbiased third party to, uh, you know, quiz and to be that person because everyone brings, you know, especially when you, you know, literally bring a friend to the show, you are heavily biased towards them. Chances are. I mean, yeah. I didn't bring him along because I think he sucks. No, I brought him along because I've always appreciated his talent and it's only matured. It's hard to believe we've matured in, in our mid forties, but his talent has actually matured. And uh, I'm just glow every time I talk about this gentleman. So uh, I was psyched that he was able to jump into the pod and he comes in full suit as well. I know. Too. Well, so, yeah, that's a, I'm like, whoa, the like, best dressed yeah. guy here in the podcast studio. That's I, for sure. I feel bad because the studio hasn't gotten down to that 65 degree range where it usually floats in the wintertime yet. Yeah. We're not quite there yet. He'll probably be uh, well dressed for the uh, gig that comes afterwards. Because are you guys playing outside today, Milton? We are playing outside. Yeah, so, it's supposed uh, to be kind of. Chili. Chili yes. falls. So, yeah. The hope- last I checked, it was still only like 40 something out there. I was like, Ugh. so at least it's a, uh, hopefully has a view. We are in peak foliage right now already. It seems like, and, uh, the colors are popping. They yeah. are, uh, Champlain Valley and abroad. It's pretty, uh, you seen any, uh, pretty views on the sites? Yeah. Interestingly enough, like obviously the Northern parts of the state, like start a little sooner and, um, you know, New York actually has quite a bit of uh, foliage and they start a little sooner than we do for some reason yeah a little further east or west i mean unpredictable whenever our foliage is going to hit peak but all of a sudden bang it's there and it it is uh pretty it is popping this year and i didn't think it was going to be but you never know yeah so uh you drive a truck for a living i can drive like i said i can kind of drive this train for the interview but i don't want to do that fully so uh we're glad to have Milton Busker here in the No Thought Required podcast studio. Uh, Rev's No Thought Required podcast yeah, oh studio, yeah, Rev's right? Yeah, Rev studio, Rev show. I'm glad he uh, Rev's not here. leased it out right now. But uh. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so I, I did get a chance. 
So Eric had mentioned that you were going to come in or that you wanted to come in or that yeah. he wanted us. Or he was choreographing it. Um, and I was like, cool, because I always love to have musicians in. I think it's awesome to like have live music on any show. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, plus, I get free performances. Sure. So I don't have to go anywhere. People just come to me. And I'm, I'm, you might not know this about me, but I'm actually pretty much a hermit. I just stay inside and <laughs> mess with my electronics and eat. I was going to say, it so, works out well for you. You don't yeah. leave the studio, so this yeah. does work out. And these guys always give me crap because I never leave the house to go to any shows. I'm like, I don't have to. I'm like, the shows come here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so anyway, I got a chance to listen to your music uh, while I was driving uh, through New York. Interestingly enough, we were just talking about, and I really love it. I think it's awesome. Gravity, that song we just opened the show with, is called Gravity. That's my, that was the first song I listened to, and like that's just like right up my alley. Um, when did you start? When did you pick up the guitar for the first time? I got to ask because, um, as you can see... I sometimes play guitar myself, yeah. um, and I'm always interested to know when a musician actually starts. Were you, were, were you really young? Because I find that rare, but it's always like the teenage years, I think, when people get that bug. Yeah, yeah. So I picked up my first guitar when I was uh, about 15, and I actually started out on the bass guitar. Um, and so really the only reason I started out on, on guitar was because I wanted to sing. Yeah. Um, and the people, the people in... in Milton, where I grew up, um, didn't have like the, the people who played guitar and were like starting bands didn't need singers because like when you're 15, like everybody can sing, you know, everybody, at least try to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that picks up an instrument is like, oh, yeah, I can totally sing, too. <laughs> and uh, so but I wanted to I wanted to be a singer. And so the only way I, anybody would let me in a band was if I played an instrument. So I picked up the bass guitar and. Uh, and joined joined a band so like 15 probably when i was about um 17 or 18 um i started playing guitar more seriously i i traded in my old saxophone for a, a guitar and uh and i've been playing playing that ever since it's interesting that you say that you took up the bass because i've i've found that a lot of musicians uh, especially when it's the teenage years most people want to be the guitar player or the lead singer and a lot of people to get in bands had to pick up like the bass because like yeah. nobody really wanted to be the bass player, but they wanted to be in a band. So they would take <laughs> take up the bass. Uh, it seems to be the, the thing that I've noticed. Well, with who a lot the of hell musicians. says they want to be a bass player? Yeah. I guess you don't know until you try it that you love it. Well, right? There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's many yeah. accomplished bass players. Yeah, out there, for sure. For sure. I have a, a deep respect for bass players, but, you know, they're bass players. Yeah, <laughs> boy, the drummer and the bass player just get nothing but crap. No, they don't. They, <laughs> that is uh, very, very true. I suppose. And so. both are much more difficult than people think. You I know? think putting our friendship into context, it's hard to believe sometimes that it's been thirty couple of years because I was yeah. there for those first bands playing high school gigs, playing in the cafeteria, playing in the gym yep. in Milton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, were you always into like the acoustic uh, singer songwriter kind of music, or were were you at one point into rock and in you know? Or um, definitely into into rock. So like my so when I was growing up, like really young, um, my dad would play a lot of folk music, um, and like me and my brother and sister and my dad, like when we were cleaning the house, he would put on like Peter Paul and Mary, and we would all just sing along and clean the house, and uh, so that was kind of like some of my first. Uh, introduction and my mom was like really into the Beatles and so I'm just a, a huge fan of the Beatles and then when I was um, you know like 15 or 16 uh, you know Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains all that stuff came out and just blew my mind and so I was 
definitely way into into grunge for for like a really long time and then that sort of shifted into um jam band type music so um definitely followed fish for a little while um and the band that i was in prior to you know taking up the milton busker moniker um was a jam band we kind of modeled ourselves on those types of uh, you know grateful dead fish um you know dave matthews band blues traveler type uh bands um but really like i've always just loved songs so so it doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter what kind of style it is like if if I, if it's a good song then it's if it hits you in the right song. spot yeah i know what you're saying yeah. so i would i grew up with like hard rock and metal that's all i wanted when grunge came out i was a disgruntled metal guy because <laughs> it was killing my music uh-huh and and i hated it and i hated the people for it and um you know it wasn't until like years later that i realized how good these songs are yeah. so now i'm listening to like nirvana which i i they were the ones that that, that were the nail in the coffin for metal so I, I really had a, a thing with them. I was yeah. like, ah, I hate you. I, I learned how to play. It smells like Teen Spirit when it came out, played it in you know, front of people at school. Yeah. But I hated it. <laughs> uh, and then it just like years later, just like just the songs, like knowing how, like realizing how good they were as much as I, I uh, technically they weren't in the same realm as, as the stuff that I was listening to, yep. which is what I, I hated about it. I was like, oh, how do so many people like this? I'm like, they're playing like three chords. Yeah. So one of the things that I really found that was really interesting in the, in the change from, um, you know, hair metal, um, heavy metal to grunge was, was the singers. And that's one of the things that really, really just captured me. Cause, cause if you remember, you know, if you look at those, you know, hair bands, you know, hair bands, so like Guns N' Roses and, and, um, Poison, Cinderella, Poison. Yeah. Yeah. Poison, not so much, but like, um, Skid Row, like all of those singers had like, really high tenor type voices um you know with just like you know if you wanted to be in a singer a singer in one of those bands you had to have like this massive range and be able to like scream like on key like yeah very high pitch very high pitch yeah. type stuff yeah and when grunge came along it was a lot more like um you know baritone singers that would sing in a tenor but like when you do that your voice gets like really gravelly and kind of a bit shouty, but like I could do that. I could yeah. sing, I could sing Nirvana. I could sing Pearl Jam, you know, Soundgarden, nobody except Chris Cornell could sing. Soundgarden, no, that's, that's but, like a, its own category. Yeah. But like, you know, and, and I could kind of sing Alice in Chains and, you know, all of that music was, was more in my range. And so like the, that, that was always one of the biggest bummers about, hair metal and and metal for me is that like i could never i could never sing along to any of that stuff because it was the range was just so high and you like you could sing it an octave down and you, you know and it made it hard to start bands like trying to play that kind of music because you could never locally find a dude that could do that and you would just accept whoever you could get it's a very specific skill set. yes and yeah. and, and then and you, and you sucked like yeah. I, like i had a band and we had a guy but he was the one guy willing to try and, you know, people were like, the singer sucks. And it was like, I know, but, you know, it's really tough. And, you know, we're in Vermont and there's not many people and he's willing to do it, that kind of thing. But I hear what you're saying. This brought like ranges much more possible for everybody else to be able to, uh, to, to do. Yeah. 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 And it, it just, you know, for, for me personally, it just spoke to me a little, a little more than, you know, than the, uh, um, 
you know, the emphasis on, on, you know, getting the ladies and. and oh yeah. Yeah. That, that I never even, just the, I never subscribed to that part the of rampant it. misogyny <laughs> in the, uh, in the hair metal. Yeah. Uh, it was, was never anything I could get along. With. I was also thinking too, it was kind of the first genre for us at that age where it wasn't the entrance to maturity. Cause we were already, you know, mature, so to speak. We were approaching our later years in high school, 15, 16, 17. It was finally like when, when grunge really hit, so to speak. And all I could think of was, was painting the ceiling tile in your bedroom yeah. with the Seattle <laughs> uh, Space Needle at the time and things like that. But it finally became like our music. Like we inherited everything else at a kind of a younger age. Of course, we grew, I grew up with classic rock, just like yeah. you, know, you guys did. And, you know, hair metal, we were a little young for that type of thing. But grunge was really that first genre that spoke to us personally. And I think that's why it's still near and dear to all of our hearts because early 90s, you know, 16 years old, I mean, your first car driving around, like I'll still remember going to get uh, Nirvana's Nevermind with uh, with Tater and friends. Were you in the car with uh, with Josh and I and I, Tater when I we went to so. Kmart no. and got Nirvana's Nevermind? I mean, I do remember you, Josh, and I. Josh was in the previous band, currently nameless, that you had referenced. Yep. Where um, I remember the first time Temple of the Dog Hunger Strike came on. Yeah. We had uh, cable was split like four <laughs> different ways in our house. We had a really, really snowy view in my bedroom. Yeah. And uh, Temple of the Dog came on, and remember seeing, you know, we didn't know who it was. It was like the debut on Headbangers Ball or something like that. And seeing Chris Cornell, and we're like, hey, look, it's Chris Cornell, and all of a sudden. Hey, it's that guy from Pearl Jam because yeah. they were that new at the time. Yeah, I know. And you're where, like, wait, are they all in the same band? Because yeah, that what yeah, is this? came out beforehand, technically, yeah. you know, before Ten really, really launched huge. And it was, ah, it's that, you know, it's and uh, that became like our genre and our music. And yeah. uh, it's and it's funny because I like so I did not actually grow up with classic rock. So like the music that I listened to when I was younger, like I think I was maybe like. 13 or 14 when I heard, when I really heard Led Zeppelin for the first time. <laughs> like I, I grew up with like, with, with Beatles and with like old soul and, you know, like Ray Charles and, you know, uh, surprisingly a lot of Billy Joel and Neil Diamond. And, um, so just very much like a, a, a pop songwriter type lens. And it wasn't until the teen years that, that, you know, I started to hear like the music that my friends' parents were yes. growing up with because my parents were, you know, like about ten years older than yeah. than a lot of my other friends' parents. So like, I didn't get, I didn't get Zeppelin, I didn't get Cheap Trick, I didn't get, um, uh, you know, a lot of those seventies rock bands. I got, I got a lot of sixties stuff, um, and and late sixties stuff. And then I got the eighties. <laughs> I had the same exact musical upbringing. My, my, my parents older, yeah. like probably 10, 15 years older than my friend's parents. Even Neil Diamond. Yes. Uh, Billy Joel. Yep. Uh, <laughs> some of the older country music, um, like oh, the yeah. old, the old, uh, out, outlaw Out country. Okay. Um, we had, uh, Air supply, uh, like oh, a lot uh, of like that so kind of stuff. Air supply. Yeah. And, and, oh, and, I'm sorry. Can I swear? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You can oh, swear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh if Rev we, was here, he'd be le- very tame. Right he would now, be. Oh, way. yeah. I was thinking the same um, thing without Rev here. My yeah. goodness. Are we PC right now? But um, yeah, no, same thing. And I didn't get into And I'm not trying to make this about me at all. I just I related to everything you just said. Yeah. The Led Zeppelin and all that stuff. It was like my my mom's 
like good friends, my parents' good friends came over and they're like, you know, and I was just starting to learn how to play guitar, but I wanted to learn how to play metal. <laughs> and they're like, you ever hear Led Zeppelin? And I'm like, come on, you know, and it wasn't until like yeah. 14 that I was like starting to listen to some of these riffs and I was like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That kicks ass. And then classic rock became, you know, my side jam. I was still metal guy. Just yeah. holding on to that metal. But yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So mid nineties to early, the early O twos or so currently nameless was kind of a thing, which I, I yep. think, you know, and that was the band that I, I traveled with and ran the suck button and things like that for a handful of years. I remember being of course, bummed when the band disbanded because unlike a lot of the jam bands, which Milton mentioned, I think what was unique. And of course my biasness completely comes into this is, you know, seeing hundreds of shows I was very, very biased. I thought they had a unique talent in that all five of them sang. It wasn't just one. It wasn't just Milton singing yeah. as lead man. All five of them could sing. They could sing well. They had a couple of acapella numbers that would totally bring the house down. Harmonies um, and stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, they awesome. wrote amazing songs. So I was extremely disappointed when uh, Currently Nameless disbanded, but was very, very happy when Milton Busker came to life. So about when did you start traveling or so to, you know, so to speak? I know there's not much traveling involved with, with the Milton moniker, but... Uh, when did Milton Busker kind of come to light and you started getting out doing that stuff? Yeah, so that would be around 2000, um, around 2002. Um, it, it, was, it was shortly after Currently Nameless broke up. I, I wanted to, like I'd had a whole bunch of songs that, that I'd written over the years that didn't make it into, into Currently Nameless. Um, you know, there's it, it's definitely very different, different style uh, of music from what, from what I used to play, whereas, you know, uh, in Currently Nameless, the song was a, a, a snippet, a, a jumping off point for, for a jam, um, whereas the songs that I was writing at the time were the songs, you know, it, it was all about, it was all about, you know, the start, the middle, the end. I, I didn't want a five-minute solo um, or to take it off into the, you know, into the ether and, and, and you know, mash three genres together. Um, which was, you know, super, super fun, but it just wasn't, it wasn't where, you know, my, my brain was going in terms of music. So like, I wanted to distance myself from, from that, that currently nameless. And so, um, I, I came up with a different name for myself. So that's why I named myself Milton Busker, um, in order to, you know, get, get a little separation between the, the jam band and the singer songwriter stuff that I was doing. Um, and so that was in about 2002 and I started playing around, um, Burlington. Uh, I actually won the advanced music, uh, acoustic guitar summit, uh, in 2002. Um, so 20 was, years this year. How yeah, is that possible? 20 years. Huh? Yeah. Jesus. Um, it's crazy how fast time goes by, man. It goes by so quickly. Speaking of the currently nameless <laughs> thing, um, I was in a band around that time, 2000, yeah. 2000 was, I think when we got done 2001 and, and we totally... I, I've heard your band name in the scene. Oh yeah. So, yeah. We were around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I totally remember that. Yeah. When, uh, yeah. Andy came in the other day to help me out with some stuff and he'd said, uh, you were in currently, currently nameless. And I was like, I know that name. I've seen yeah. it in writing on posters. I've like around the time when my band was playing. Yeah. We played around a lot in, in the Burlington area and, and we went on tour. We went up and down the East coast. We went down to, um, actually spent, um, uh, a few weeks, uh, touring the Virgin Islands. Um, at one point, um, they couldn't bring along the sound guy, unfortunately. Not. 
We couldn't afford to bring the sound guy for that. <laughs> I would have gone for I'm free, sorry. but they didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing is free on tours. So. No. Yeah. Yeah. That that's true. Yeah. So I mean, it was. Uh, you know, we were a known, uh, mildly known entity in the area. I think. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah, that was twenty years ago that I won the Acoustic Guitar Summit, and then um, I had a little home studio, and so I'd just record there. Um, and like in the meantime, I got married and I had kids and, um, you know, I, I had to focus more on the paying career. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> so, totally uh, been there myself. Yeah. So, um, kind of took, I, I wouldn't say a break. Like I wasn't, it just wasn't my main focus. It was just something I did, you know, at night when the kids were, were in bed and, uh, yeah, I released a couple solo albums, and then in uh, in 2014, I met up with uh, a good friend of mine from a previous band um, from the 90s, from the late 90s uh, in Burlington, uh, by the name of Dave Ball, and his band was called Strung Out. Um, Dave Ball was in Strung Out? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He was in Strung Out. My and goodness. Strung Out, uh, they had to change their name to Modern Crumb, because there was yeah. a, a punk band that, that uh, got famous with the name Strung Out, so... Um, yeah, Dave Ball was a, a guitarist and harmonica player, and we met. Uh, we saw each other at uh, um, at the farmers market in Essex Junction, and uh, we're like, "Hey, aren't you? Aren't you? We should we should get together and play sometime. That'll be fun." And uh, we did, and then uh, it was super awkward because <laughs> I am super awkward. <laughs> and, uh, I was biting my tongue there. Yeah, no, no, you can you can call it as you see it. That's fine. And, uh, and then, uh, we played together a couple times and then he's like, Hey, I've got this mandolin player, um, that I've been playing with. That's, uh, that's really good. I think he'd, I'd be really fun. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I need a mandolin player. Cause we're going to do some Zeppelin covers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> battle of evermore. Yeah. Like I was, I had, I had this kind of thought of myself as sort of like a, an Elliot Smith, uh, sort of indie songwriter type of, of guy. Um, and mandolin didn't really, didn't really fit. And he's like, no, you, you, you gotta hear this guy. And it turns out like, I totally needed a mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> like that was absolutely necessary to, uh, to the music. So, uh, we joined up with John Hammock and, uh, and then eventually I pulled back uh, a couple folks from currently nameless. So the, uh, the guitarist Dave Simpson, um, is now playing drums for me. Um, and then the bassist, John Tribal from Currently Nameless is is back on bass. So. Oh, I th- think I might. Uh, you might know, know you, you know uh, John's name through Kate. I, would I say. know uh, Kristen. Yes, Kirsten. 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 Yep. Kirsten yeah, John's wife. That's yeah. his wife. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, nice. I'm I'm kind of connected here. Yep. Not really, but kind of. That's why I was surprised <laughs> that you guys hadn't met before, because I knew there was a crossing of uh, not swords but paths. Yes, paths. Yeah. Yes. So it's a small it's a small state. It's so it is, is a small state. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think hey, well, without further ado, because I think we should have we at should. least a couple of songs we, here. We should. I, I was just Milton looking at the time, and I was yeah. thinking maybe it's time to, for him to grace yeah. us with a song. I think so too. So take your pick. I would say you know whatever you'd like to do, Uncle Melty. Um, feel free, and, uh, and then yeah, we'll come out of that, and we'll talk a little bit more. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a song called "Let You Down." Um. Yeah.
can come on strong like an August day. I can be as sweet as anything to come your way. I can be your rose, my friend. I'll stick around with you until the end. Make my good impression. Get you on my side. Take you up to heaven. Yeah, I, I can be that guy. Pay attention to the things you've heard. It seems incongruous, but rest assured that uh, 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 ooh, I, I will let you down. to hurt you Not that you'd care But it's as sure as Oh, the earth to the air So I'll warn you before you leave this door Rest assured that you will hit the floor Cause oh, 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 I, I will let you down What is worse, I come off as cursed, and the misery pulls you to me. Yes, I let the tragedy work for me, yeah. Sorry, it must be this way, but oh, 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 I, I will let you down. Yeah, yeah, oh, 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 I, I will let you down. Yeah, yeah, oh, 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 I, I will let you down. That was great. Thank you. That was awesome. I love your vocal range. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was amazing. Thanks. So you got a new album coming out. I do have a new album coming out. It's called Made of Stars. It's going to be out October 28th on all of your digital music platforms, the uh, Spotify's and Apple Music's and all that stuff. Um, and we just released our first single from the album on the, the 7th of October. That's called Bucket of Blue. And we are going to play that as our uh, closing track. Nice. So stick around for that. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's uh, we like that song. Um, I mean, I like all the songs, but that's a good one. <laughs> uh, the industry is changing so much as of late. Are you producing anything concrete? An album, a CD, cassette, eight track? No, you know we we produced um, a CD for our last album, and I still have a bunch of copies for it. It's crazy. And like in the years that we produced that album, uh, which was only two years ago, and now like people just don't have CD players anymore. It's New true. cars don't even have them. Yeah, yeah. Mine, the the model I buy still comes with CD players, so <laughs> I, I I don't use them. But yeah, it's, what's a shame and uh, Troy fucking Millette, if he was here, he'd talk a lot about this because he's big into it. Um, you know, you get 
well, and you know darn well, Uncle Milty, like per Spotify stream, you get what, 0.006 cents per play. And, you know, it takes so much. Not everyone is Snoop Dogg or Taylor Swift and gets those billions of streams. I mean, it takes so much to make so little. And meanwhile, if you are producing CDs and you sell one, you make more money than you would if you, you know, had a thousand, two thousand, five thousand streams. Yeah. But no one is buying unless it's vinyl. Vinyl is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And But then the cost of producing yeah. vinyl is has got, yeah. got to be through the roof. It's, I can only imagine. It's very expensive and it, it takes a really long time. It's like. Yeah. You don't get the stuff back for it's long It's like period. 18 weeks yeah. to get. The demand right now yeah. is through the roof. Even with Burlington having a record. We do have yeah. one. Yeah. The Interesting. Plant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a shame. And I still don't have a turntable. I own 3,000 CDs. But not a turntable. Mm-hmm. I own an iPod with twenty six thousand songs on it that doesn't go anywhere with me. But now I can't imagine not having Spotify Premium. And I've been a Spotify user for twelve years. Yep. Finally, I became a premium user. And now it's just it's it's everywhere with you. You know what's so. funny is uh, uh, Kate, my wife, got us a, a family premium plan. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't need that. And I got on board, and then I just started using it and using it and using it. And then we had an issue with a card, a card, like we had to cancel a card and that card was still attached to the Spotify thing. And when that shut down, I'll tell you right now, I was like, oh no, (laughs) I need my premium. Like I can't just, you can, you can't just choose like a song. Like I think you can, you can choose like one and then you can't, like you can't choose anything else after that. And I was like, I'm dying here. And now I'm, I'm hooked on it. I need it. And I was totally a physical copy kind of guy. You know, I was like, I don't need that. I can deal with ads. Ads are fine to deal with even still, but there were certain things about the premium Spotify that you could do that you couldn't without it. Yeah. And, and, and that's when it really showed. And I was like, wow, they know how to hook you. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't actually have Spotify. I've got Apple music. Yes. I'm, I'm in yeah. the, I'm in the iTunes, Apple music, um, atmosphere. Um, but the, uh, guess who's here. You think so? <laughs> Ryan finally so. decided to get get yeah. his ass here. My dog's barking. Sorry to interrupt. Well, you. So yeah, no you, worries. So no you're worries. still immersed in the Apple. What's I just became super immersed. I just bought this fancy new Apple Watch two days ago, yeah, but I'm still not an Apple Music user. It's it's really similar to Spotify. It doesn't have the same algorithms. It doesn't have the same like recommendation um, uh, uh, infrastructure. Yeah. that Spotify has, um, but. You know, it's it's basically the same, you know, particularly for me, you know, I, I I know what I want to listen to. So I look for what I want to listen to. Right. Yeah. And I just pull it up and I I'm obsessive. So I listen to the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so for me, Apple Music is, is really, really good. But, um, you know, similar, similar pay structure, similar. Um, so suck. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, th- that's the struggle is as a, I mean, if you're an independent and face it, so many musicians are, yeah. the gigs don't pay diddly. They didn't with currently nameless. I don't think they really do today. You Not know, unless you're lot. all person and you're making, you know, whatever your, your gig is $300, $400, then it's, you know, in a night it's profitable. Other than that, you're not making any money. So how can someone support uh, you know, an independent musician nowadays, if you're not, you know, buying a CD or, or vinyl. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You got to go to the shows. You got to, yeah. um, you know, if they have merchandise, you know, maybe, you know, buy a shirt or, you know, a couple stickers, whatever. Um, you know, and, the, but the, I mean, the, the long and short of it is that a lot of us are just not in it for the money. And we, we resigned ourselves to that a long time ago. Um, and it sucks for the people that 
do want to go forward and like make this their living and like sure if somebody offered me um you know a a gobsmacking amount of money to to quit my job and do this full time i I would do it in a heartbeat heartbeat. absolutely but you're realistic to know that that's probably not going to ever happen so so you're so you're (laughs) you're you're doing what you you're doing it for the love of it Yeah, yeah yeah so the only thing you know besides the pace structure the only thing i i miss about spotify and apple music that i miss about um cds and stuff is the physical like the booklets yes having the liner notes liner yeah. notes are, album covers oh, i miss those so much me too yeah, kids nowadays will truly never know artwork that was like in that but Re- not yeah. like not on the, t-shirts the and appetite not, for destruction album oh, yeah. with a gal with yes you know, and then the thing the with the knives for teeth it's just yeah. oh yeah. my god but the i mean the liner notes in particular like i learned about so many artists that that you know i love um just because of the liner notes, like you'd go through and you'd see, oh, that producer also produced yes. this album that I love, and oh, that bassist, you know, for for Derek and the Dominoes was also the bassist for you know some some other band, and like so then I I would go and listen to that band and be like, oh, that's that's freaking great. That's literally how I found it. So I was like, I would metal guy again, yeah, total fan of Megadeth and Metallica separately. Uh huh. Those, because of those, is how I figured out that Dave Mustaine of Megadeth was originally in Metallica. Right. I had yeah. no idea. You yeah. know what I mean? If it wasn't for those things, of course, we didn't have the internet back then. Otherwise, you would know in a heartbeat. Right. But they weren't yeah, yeah. talking about it in magazines or anything like that, which I bought all of those. Yeah. But even then, like even even today, like it's it's difficult to find some of that information. So like, um, do you guys listen to Andrew Bird at all? I, can't I know I who he is, yeah. but I never listened to him. He it. came out with an album uh, a couple months ago, and and it was just on repeat, and I, uh, in my car, and I, I really love it. I really think he's a just a fascinating, um, and really talented musician. But there's a singer on his album, and it kind of sounds like Fiona Apple, but I don't think it is, and I can't find out who it is. That's surprising. There's no way. A plethora of information <laughs> on the internet. Seriously. Like, I'm sure somebody will listen to this and be like, oh, yeah. type, 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 well, where it is. One yeah. of our four listeners, yeah. and let's see. It'll two probably of them be me. Are, yeah. Yeah. I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a, a true story, and I can't believe this is a true ask, I should say. Considering our devices are getting, you know, smarter and, and bigger and more intelligent, how come with Apple Music and with Spotify, the album art and the liner notes aren't part of the download or aren't part of the stream, especially with the hyperlink? You know, you can just click on the artist's name when you're doing Spotify and it goes to their account. So how come, you know, rather than the moving video in the background, which who does video? I know plenty of people do videos and you've, you're doing one right now, right, Milty? Yep. A couple, actually. Oh, you, you mean like when you're yeah. listening to yeah. a song? They've they a actually bit have of video. a video yeah. in the background. So how come there isn't an option or at least the album art's not there? And then you can stream, you can click through it and you've got not only the liner notes, but you have the producer and it's a hyperlink. So you click on that and it goes to everything they've done. How come that's not part of the, you know, I think it's today's in? attention span wouldn't even bother to look. I don't. It's all about data and demand. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that it takes, it costs money to host that information. And if nobody... If very few people are asking yeah. for it, then then they're yeah. not going to host it. It's exactly. a crying shame because yeah. you know people. But the are, people that yeah. want that information are still going to buy, like you, they're still going to buy an album. Uh, well, this is the sad thing: is there were times, and Milton was there for more than one trip. I mean, we'd go to Disco Round and Pure Pop and things like that, 
and I'd spend hundred dollars a week on CDs, sure. if not more. And yeah. I was, you know, was a radio DJ, and I'd bring my stuff into St. Michael's College Radio and things like that. We were buying music like left and right. And now I unfortunately cannot remember the last time I bought a copy. It was probably when Milton Busker and the Grimwork released their debut album, and I bought a copy. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like it goes out and goes into the CD player. Actually, I ripped it into my van because the hard drive held like 15 CDs and it was there for a while. <laughs> but I mean, unless somebody goes out and crowdfunds to record their CD and they offer like autograph copies right. and things like that, yeah. I can't remember the last time I bought something physical. And it's a crying shame other than, you know, other, birth, birthday gifts birthday for friends gift, of mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's autographed, like you said. So something, it's a special, it's, it's a special one, which, yeah. I, which, which I would do too. And never open. I've got a, I got a turntable right over there hooked up to a nice system. Do I turn it on? Yeah. No. No. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, not, it, it's not convenient. It's a real bummer. No. I'm over here on the computer. I open Spotify. I've got it hooked up to an yeah. okay system. Yeah. You know, I'm like, good enough. So how so, much, uh, <laughs> you know, go ahead. I, I mean, I, I just, not to totally slag on, on the Spotify and Apple Music, like the fact that there's so much music available just at your fingertips is right. just amazing. And like another thing that I love about the Apple Music and Spotify is they usually have the lyrics now. Yeah. So I don't know do. when yes. I was a kid, like learning lyrics, I can't tell you the number of misheard lyrics that I've sung over the years. It's, it's insane. Right. Um, the other day I was uh, doing, practicing an Allen Brothers song and I, I just, you know, I've been singing it for, for 20, 25 years. And, and I looked up the lyrics and I was like, I, I have been singing the wrong <laughs> lyrics. For 25 years, I have been saying the incorrect words. So having that available is, is pretty neat and having it all at your fingertips. And That happened to me with, uh, what was the Stevie Nicks song? White Winged Dove. Oh, Just yeah. like the white winged yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was one winged dove. <laughs> I, I, how would that thing even fly? Yeah. But I was always saying, Just yeah. like the one winged dove. And then somebody was like, dude, it it's not fly, that. So it just yeah, I know. It flaps around and <laughs> keeps on spinning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Wow. And then, and then from, um, you know, the tools that, that Apple and Spotify gives artists to see, like, so, so if you listen to Gravity in yes. New York, mm -hmm. I, I can see that. I see that somebody in, in Springfield, Massachusetts listened to, um, you know, one of my songs three days ago and... So that, that, how'd you know that was me cool. in New York? Oh, I told you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did it give you a town name? It should have been like right around uh, Cherbusco or some shit. So like you, that. Were, you were driving around. So, yeah. He was here and then he was here and then yeah. he was here. You probably saw it in about in four or five different towns because I listened to it about four or five different times. Could be. Could be. <laughs> I think, I think they aggregate, but um, yeah. But I mean, that's, that's kind of neat from, from like a ego perspective. Like you can see. You know, that doesn't happen with CDs. When somebody buys your CDs, you know, they could listen to it 100,000 times and you'll, yeah. you'll never know. Um, but if somebody listens to your stuff five times on Spotify, you've got a little little record of that. So that's nice. To, that's cool. That's nice yeah. for the old ego. Yeah. So the new album is about to come out. So uh, you had to, you know, pull an improv and do a different studio this time around. No, uh, no robot dog, at yep. least, uh, uh, you know, he did, Ryan is, did master it, correct? Yeah, he did the mastering on that. So we're really happy to bring him back. But uh, we went to Lane Gibson studio in, uh, in Charlotte and we actually recorded with, with uh, my cousin. Um, I, when I saw Mendocino, I thought, yeah. I know that name. Yeah. So Jeremy Mendocino is, is my cousin. Uh, we grew up. Uh, in the area together, and uh, yeah, I've I've always wanted to work with him because um, he's just a phenomenal musician. He's like one of those, um, you know, he's he plays every instrument uh, and he plays it perfectly, and like he's got perfect pitch and and 
you know, he's like one of those guys that can just pick up anything and just, and, and play it and play it perfectly. And, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, he, he's a, he's an engineer and, and, uh, you know, some, some, uh, producer. So when we couldn't record at robot dog, um, we shopped around to a bunch of different studios and, and really, uh, it just came down to wanting to work with Jeremy and, uh, you know, I think we got a different, it's definitely a very different sound than what we got out of Robot Dog. Um, I really, uh, I, I, I love it. I think it's a great, um, I think it's really good. Um, so I can't wait awesome. to hear it. I really, really I can see that because, you know, producers have different ways of recording and, and things like that. And, and the sound being different from what you're used to at the previous studio. Yeah. Uh, it can be like kind of uh, reviving, like, oh. Make everything sound fresh again, like something new, something different, just something different. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it was just you know, it, it was a really interesting experience. It was a little daunting because because again, he's so, um, you know, he's he's he he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. I think you should actually prefer that. For sure, un- understood. Yeah. Sure, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm really I'm really happy with what we produced out of, out of that studio, and um, yeah, it, it comes out. Again, the twenty eighth of of October. So, um, yeah, that's uh, "Made of Stars" is the name of the album. Made of Stars. Yeah. Yep. yep. Awesome. How do you feel about doing one more song before you go? I know he's, you're on a time time commitment here. Uh, I will do. Yeah, I can do another song. I'm just gonna tune up again real quick. I'm sorry. You tune that's because okay. you care. I do. That is what. Uh, Take your time. I'm gonna go grab another beer. Uh, I thought that was probably Rev that uh, startled my dog, and um, now I realize uh, my daughter Sydney had a friend coming over, so that's oh, probably what it was. Yeah. So, uh, again, if anyone is seeing a uh, you know a bald, slightly chubby, very deep-sounding gentleman that goes by Rev on the side of the road, perhaps, or hitchhiking, would he hitchhike and uh, send him down to the studios? I didn't realize how much I miss him until he's not here. And it's not just the drops. <laughs> we're, we're having fun though, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm having a great time. It's just, I'm going to have to ask his question before we go. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> b- b- before Milton goes. <laughs> it's all right if you hate me. Though I don't feel the same But I've suspected a while now That you've been going insane You're a boat on the water Drifting further from shore Maybe God will finally save you Don't call me anymore you say faith is the answer When God closes a door He will open a window It's on the 23rd floor And I've borne witness in quiet This did things you believe It's been good to see I'd like for you to leave You're a fever 
Irish man in the snow And I've tried to be kind to the slow-moving suicide Who believes they've already died And are searching for kindred souls for the funeral pie It's a sin for the ages what you've been, what you'll be They say Jesus will forgive you But he's a better man than me Yeah, Jesus will forgive you That doesn't interest me Sounds so good. Thank you. You're good. Thanks. I like that. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Thanks, thanks for coming you. in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Fuck. I've it's... never heard that song before, too, so uh, it's interesting to hear a, a debut, at least to me. That's going to be on yeah. Sea of Stars, correct? Made of Stars. Made of Stars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Can you edit that out? Fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're killing me. What You're killing the, me, Smalls. What was the name of that one? That was called My Old Friend. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you. I loved that one. By the way... Uh, I gotta mention, uh, as uh, somebody that knows guitars, that's a, uh, a very nice guitar that uh, Milton is playing here, Thank guys. Yeah. Um, it's a Gibson Hummingbird. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very nice. Hey, <laughs> that one is strings, Polly. Hey, you know, you guys give me shit, but there are strings on that one, just not that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I see how it is. And Rev, even though he's not here, we would be remiss if we didn't at least pose his question. So. Oh. You're going to have to endure a couple of questions that might not be... Just, uh, just one question, just because I feel like right, this needs go. to be part of the, sh mm -hmm. the show, and it's actually... I kind of find it funny now. It is funny, I but... I think about it the, in my day-to-day -day life when I go to the bathroom. Do you use the pee hole? Do I use the what? The pee hole. <laughs> On your boxers. Or your briefs. When you go to the bathroom. Oh, um, <laughs> it depends. So... No, no, no. Do you wear depends? No, he... I do not. Okay. All right. Well, you said depends, so I was a little... I didn't know if they had pee holes, but... Before he finishes, the it depends thing yep. seems to be very popular. It depends? Okay. Okay. Because okay. it depends that's for me, true. too. So that, that's not a depends underwear thing. No, no, that's no. A, that's it's, a, it depends, it it depends on the situation. Yes. Okay. It, it varies. Okay. So um, when you are fully dressed in suit, let's say, which you are when you're on stage, because yes. you do perform suit folk. I do. Okay. Yep. Um... I, I would probably use the pee hole. Okay. Because it's a lot of layers. Yep. And yeah. Okay. And the tucking in. Yes. Get everything tucked back in yes. is like a thing. Yep. Sure. Okay. Especially when your pants, they have the belt, it's weighing down. Okay. It's yeah. like hard to get everything resituated. Okay. Yes. So when's the scenario where you do not? Uh, just sweatpants. Yeah. Sweatpants, normal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Shorts. Yeah. You pull something down. Yeah. Normal yeah. wear. Okay. Yeah. So I don't see why this is such a hard question, but I mean, I get the question. I love it, but yeah. like, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, right? it, it totally is, <laughs> but it, it's been, it's, it's, I think it, it's become the it's a uh, show question. We ask is. everybody. Are there, are there, are there pee hole, um, 
Yes. Uh, purists? Are they, oh, no. Are well, there... I, I, think, I think Rev, it might be. Binary? Um, like, I... <laughs> it, it's, it's an either-or question? You know what posed this question is, uh, Rev was in an emergency situation where he needed some uh, uh, underwear to travel or something, some boxers. Okay. And he bought some, and they didn't have it. Yeah. And he said they looked like they had it. Right. But it wasn't functional. I have a few of those. It, yes. Yeah. Okay. I have never run into this, but uh, that, like, I think that's what sparked this. Workout. Um... Is that Underwear what it is? often yeah. has no pee hole. Yeah. And there's actually this boxer shortage going on right now. Have you noticed that? Have you had to buy any boxers recently? Or I have I should say. Like I told you in that previous episode, I ran into an emergency situation where I wasn't doing laundry for a while, yeah. and I still had two packages from the previous oh. Christmas that hadn't been opened up yet. Out. So, so well. if you go to like Walmart, our lovely Walmart in Williston, half the aisle is empty, and they actually have a bunch locked up. <laughs> Polo boxers. Like My son asked about it. He goes, why are those underwear locked up? I'm like, I don't know. Name brand, you know, polo at yeah. Walmart, probably a high shop. $40 item. for two pair. Yeah. So, but there's been this uh, underwear shortage. Yeah, so. They're locked up because the shortage, people will be like, screw it. I'll steal these. Yeah. Nothing like hijacking yeah. a, a great interview with an amazing artist by asking about the pee hole, huh? Yeah, I know. Well, it it's, wouldn't be uh, no thought required like that. <laughs> without at least one stupid segment you yeah know. well so so miltonbusker.com is the website right yes miltonbusker.com you can find me on facebook and um twitter um quick warning about twitter i work blue on twitter um <laughs> this show is totally blue <laughs> balls <laughs> and i haven't seen you know i know we got a gig this afternoon and you got a gig this afternoon that you know the pod will be up afterwards but yeah. any other yep. gigs uh coming up that you can think um of? i can't think of any right now um I don't, I don't think we have many on the books. Um, yeah, we actually haven't been able to, uh, you know, we were thinking about, we were trying to put together a, uh, like a release show, but, um, uh, all, all the venues are full. So everybody's wow. pretty much booked. Which so people are starting to get back out there. They see, totally see are. See the music. Yeah, so if yeah. you want to book Milton Busker, find him, get him, miltonbusker.com. Yes. Or get yourself a podcast and have him on. There you go. <laughs> I'm pretty easy. I'll say, I'll say yes to a surprisingly large number of things. It's a lot easier to get just you there than you know trying to uh, you know traverse get four other too, gentlemen, yeah, yeah yes. on stage, especially as a couple of them, John and Dave, have have their own band going on on the side. And yes, they're part of the the brevity thing, which is just a they're so much fun. Um, I love that band, the brevity thing. Um, they play around town a lot. Um, yeah, but they both play in in that. Um, yeah, and just, you know, we all have lives. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and, and family, which I remember that was kind of the driving force to breaking up Currently Nameless was uh, young families, and now everybody's got, you know, seniors in high school, if not, uh, you know, older. Yeah. It's just, life does... Yeah, uh, Tribal's kids are both in college. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Your oldest is a senior this year. Yep. yep. It's just... She'll be going to college next year, and yeah, Dave Ball, our guitarist, his... his youngest is a senior so you know that's uh john our mandolin player he's got the youngest kid so so he's he's still in it for for quite a few years here yeah i've uh, run uh, run into him and his son at the baseball card shop actually and you know what we'd be remiss if we did not mention the fact that the lovely mrs milton busker and your sister just opened boxcar bakery yes. at the five corners in essex junction phenomenal new bakery yeah it's great, great. new addition to the chittenden county scene Beautiful space. My goodness. Yeah. Do they do breads? They don't do breads quite yet. More pastries and yeah. uh, it's, cakes it's and stuff? pastries. Yeah. Um, they just opened. The yeah, place was packed last opened. weekend when I was there. I am a sucker for a good bread. 
Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah, am yeah. too, but wait till you see the pastries and the cakes that are coming out of here. The pastries are are amazing. Uh, the cakes are amazing. The coffee is is phenomenal. Mm. The how space you, is is just yeah. How you don't awesome. weigh three hundred and twenty four pounds <laughs> without around the house? It. I'm working on it. So check that out, Boxcar Bakery. I mean, it just even everything that she, they're making presents beautifully. I mean, I like yeah. the name considering Very it's right stuff. by the, the the railroad tracks. Oh, it's, it's yeah, cool. It's, uh, it's, there might be a little bit of synergy there. Yeah. They might have done yeah, that yeah. on purpose. So, <laughs> so and that's been uh, I've been. It's been great to see that come to life. I mean, I've known Milton's sister forever, and to see you know all their hard work you yeah. know and, and knowing since you and, and mrs busker you know got together it's just i have been awesome. i have literally known her forever yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she is my well, younger sister so i was there i was there from, right from day the one yeah. from day one and, and i remember when when you and the missus started dating and now it's you know to see uh you know all that hard work come out is uh you know yeah i'm blessing both so. they're doing a fantastic job and like they've been selling out most days um and and uh i'm just really excited to to see that happen because they've been working on it for just a really, really long yeah. time. And the amount of work that they put in is, is just, uh, it, it's just really impressive. Really yeah. incredible. Probably a standard gig over there for you too, if you ever want to perform too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that means <laughs> I would have to stay open later and, and, uh, well, they work hard enough. There is nothing wrong with having a 10 AM brunch show on a Saturday or a Sunday. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm old now. Like I'll go out to a show. I went out to a show at Higher Ground, and the headliner was done at 9:55. And the only problem with that was it was a 55-minute set. So I was a little disappointed. Me and Troy fucking Millette went out and saw him. Yeah. And I'm not gonna call him out on this here, but the opening act actually played longer than the headliner, Ooh. and we didn't uh. stay for all. Of, you know, we didn't show up for all of the opener. But to, anyways, there's nothing wrong with a 10 a.m. show. Yeah. Uh, I'm old. Yeah, exactly. We played at, uh, we played at foam brewers, uh, a few weeks ago or like a month ago. I think it was in August and, and love, love foam brewers. I love playing there, but in the summertime they, they make you play a little later. So, so you start at nine and we're like, Oh, it's almost my bedtime. (laughs) That is so late. Yeah. (laughs) Remember the old nectar's (laughs) rules? Yeah. You just have to go on at nectar's at nine, play till two, play a minimum of what, like. 45 5 45 minutes that's they had the rules posted on the yeah, wall it was, uh, was severe you know what they called for and then they paid you at the end of the night a whopping you know 275 dollars yeah, or whatever was it was brutal but uh, brutal. Hey, they're obviously doing a good thing because they're still going yeah and uh, under new ownership too down nectars so yeah. uh yeah. you know but that's why that's why jam bands do so well at nectars because because you have to stretch out every song to like <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes just to fill up the five hours Otherwise, you just, I mean, you know, we do three-hour sets sometimes, and those are, those are, those are killer, because, you know, we're just doing song, 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 song. Yeah, sure. And, like, I'm singing the whole time, so I'm basically singing for three hours straight. And no one's um, going to pull out a, like, six-minute guitar solo for you to take a break. Nobody, yeah. nobody is going to do that. We no. started, we started adding in some covers, so we started letting some other, some other guys sing so that they can give me a break for those, those really long shows, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> Me too. And speaking of, you've got to uh, make your way off to the yeah, next we should, show. We so, should let Milton uh, get yeah, out of here. Do, He's got to break down his gear it. and uh, get, a, get, a, get to a, a gig on time here. So yeah, I, 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 I want to say thank you so much again for coming in. I really do appreciate it when people come in here and play. Um, you took time out of your day. Um, I we, hope that we get you some followers. We'll have to thank Rev good. for uh, loaning out his studio. Yes, and, thanks, and, Rev, and for letting us use my equipment. Yep. And um, the the new album again called Made of Stars comes out October twenty eighth. Yes, and um, 
that's going to be released on all of your uh, your streaming platforms. Yeah. And just released uh, the other day on Spotify was Bucket of Blue, and we're going to close Bucket the show of, off with exactly. Milton Busker's Bucket of Blue. Exactly. All right. Thanks again for coming in. Thanks um, for I'm going to wrap this up before I shit my pants, and uh, we need to leave. We need to leave! I like to turn off the lights just to see what I see. I like to stare at the dog till it stares back at me. I like to poke philosophical bears in the teeth. I like to wonder what makes up the ground at my feet. I really do. That should send you to sea I like to think of the worst things that happen to me I like to dwell on the demons that roam in my dreams I like to think I'm not falling apart at the seams you need I've got some for you but it comes in a bucket of blue all my happiness is laced with some sadness too but don't be afraid of the dark it's a way to tell the dough from the spark it's a choice when the only alternative's gray and don't Afraid of the night, don't run from the feelings that bite every night, lead you into the day.